Everyone, my name is John Russos, and this is the Here's My Thing podcast. I'm going to start this episode out by saying thank you for rock with me. There was no episode last week. If you follow the podcast Instagram page at here's my thing underscore, you may have seen the video I posted explaining uh, that I got a sinus infection and chose to rest the vocal cords. I'm working on clearing the nasal passages. I didn't want to upload an older episode, so I decided to take the week off. Uh, this has been officially the longest that the podcast has gone without an episode two weeks. With that, this episode, the one right now, is about a job that I was looking into. This was in 2015. And for the most part, a true story. Enjoy. I never had a job in high school. My excuse is that I played competitive soccer. It gave me a consistent six-pack and an identity. But it never gave me a boss who I could say was just on my ass the entire shift. The closest thing I got to that was a coach with massive calves and a Scottish accent saying I was shite. Of course, hindsight 2020, knowing that I now don't play professional soccer, maybe I would have gone lighter on the gas pedal, trading a Saturday game two hours away with a six-hour shift at a surf shop, maybe front desk at SoulCycle, shelving books at Barnes & Noble, anything to put 120 bucks in my back pocket and give me a manager for my coworkers and I to complain about. My first summer coming back home from college, I printed off a handful of resumes and passed them out to restaurants in my hometown. It really was a waste of paper because I had never worked in a restaurant before. Something with, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I like the concept of the summer job on it, it would probably have yielded better results. A summer job is classic, timeless, whatever it is. A booth at a county fair, community pool lifeguard, flipping patties at Shake Shack. It's something that takes more than nine hours of your day and pays the absolute minimum required by law. A sick thrill of coming togetherness with your fellow employees and knowing that you're going to get yelled at. And knowing that the longer the line at your cash register, the higher anxiety will peak with each slip of the finger, each voided receipt warranting a distressed chirp from your superior. But with each chirp from your superior, the post-shift milk tea with your coworkers would taste that much better. Of the 15 some odd pieces of hyperinflated skill sets and exaggerated experience that I passed out, only two restaurants got back to me. One of which was a new American restaurant. It's the type of place that is trying to remove the word America from any sentence with fast food in it, making it clear that they only serve sweet potato fries, really a beacon of hope to alert Europe that we possess somewhat healthy tendencies. A stylish interior paying homage to the beach town it was in, and broken rope hanging on the wall, vases with sand and seashells at the hostess table, and a couple stock images of the ocean that looked naked without an inspirational message. The prerequisite to being a chef there was a minimum of seven tattoos, some burn marks in your forearms, and a short fuse for a temper. After meeting with the manager and getting a tour of the space, they asked me, Front or back of the house? Sorry? What was that he said? Do you want to work front or back of the house? Oh, I had no idea what he meant. Hey, I'm, I'm happy to lend myself wherever the team needs me. You have no preference. Well, so just so we're on the same page, how do you define the two? Their facial expression shifted as if they thought they found their lost golden retriever, but then checked the tag and realized it was a completely different dog. Do you want to be in the kitchen or serving? Oh my goodness, I'm glad we're on the same page. I was hoping to wait tables. All right, I just need you to fill out this form. Take your time and leave it at the bar when you're done. What? Was that it? 
This place referred to their chicken dishes as bird on their menu. There's no way they're giving out jobs just like that. And looking at the sheet, I was confused. Because nowhere on the paper did it ask for my social, and nowhere on the paper did it ask for my bank account routing number. And I checked underneath to see if there was a W-4. No. Not at all. Weird. I took a closer look at the paper. And where I should have put down my address was a question that read, What wine would you pair with our herb-crusted seasonal sea bass? Below that were ten other dishes, each with a blank space for a wine to be paired with. They gave me a quiz to test my knowledge. I walked into the restaurant with a top knot for a hairstyle. I'm not sure what they expected from me. I was 19. I knew of two wines. White and red. Wait, I had my iPhone 4 sitting comfortably in the front pocket of my Volcom khaki shorts. It was a done deal. I had the internet. There was no proctor for this gastronomy exam. This test was a piece of cake. My index, middle finger, and thumb made contact with my phone, but then something like a port key. I had a vision I was taking orders from a couple. Everything was going smooth, my top knot, even top knottier than normal. We were laughing, talking about our personal lives. And then the man asked, What wine would you pair with the reinvented bird and waffle? I started to panic, sweating, covering my tracks. I'm going to be honest. The wine here isn't good. How about a beer? We're gluten intolerant. Shit. Uh, What's your favorite color? Green. Damn it. Did you pass your WAF? WAF? Wine and food exam? Back to reality. I wrote down wine and walked out. Everyone, my name is John Russos, and this has been another installment of the Here's My Thing podcast. Thank you for rock with me. Until next time.